I love travel and I love people, but there's something about connecting with the horror community that is unlike anything on the planet. Movie, this little cheesy, campy, funny, silly 80s film gave me an entire existence. Are you ever afraid that your face is going to freeze that way? <laughs> Ooh, bonus Fright Club content. Sound the alarm. That's always a good thing. And when we have a chance to welcome in a special guest like the one we have today, you know we're not going to let that chance slip by. So welcome. This is the Fright Club podcast, and she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we are from MadWolf.com. And last time out, we had a blast. A blast. Sold out crowd. We love that. Our friend Michael made a point of saying he got the very last ticket because he did come in late, fashionably late, but that's because he got the last ticket. So we love the sold-out crowd. Had a blast uh, with the premiere of Werewolves Within, and I think everybody loved that movie. Yeah, it's a hard movie not to like. I mean, it's just fun from the beginning to the end. It's uh, It was a great, great movie to watch with a crowd. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. A lot of fun. And we talked about nice guys in horror and got a lot of good feedback but one of the things that came up and the feedback that we got mainly on twitter uh at fright club pod is that there's a difference between nice guys and good guys yeah because a lot of times the good guys can't really be all that nice otherwise they're not going to make it through the film i think that's one of the things that we noticed in uh in really celebrating the nice guys is that most of them die uh, so Dwayne Jones, for example, Seth likes Dwayne Jones, Dwayne Jones from Night of the Living Dead, which is a great movie and a great idea. But the more I thought about it, he's not all that nice all the time and necessarily so. He's right. kind of a badass, really. Right. But he's one of the all time great good guys in horror. So that might be another list. Good guys in horror versus nice guys. But, but I, I did love that feedback and definitely got us talking. Uh, so appreciate that. Uh, again, Fright Club Pod is an easy way to uh, chime in. And also the Fright Club Podcast Facebook group, always looking for more members. Come on in. The water's fine. Just send uh, a request and uh, we'll approve it right quick. So uh, that was a lot of fun. We're not quite sure the movie that we're going to show next uh, or the topic that we're going to talk about, but we'll get to that. It's Right now, getting back to theaters is still a little, you know, a little slower going than normal, but uh, we should have that soon. Uh, but that brings us up to today and the bonus content. And like we said, it's always it's a good sign with bonus content because it means we've usually got a special guest. We had bonus content for Bruce Campbell, right? And we had bonus content for Elvira. So lots of great special guests. But this time, we were finally able to get somebody on the podcast at the top of your wish list from the time <laughs> we started this podcast, don't you think? Yes. And anybody who listens knows how very much I love the movie Sleepaway Camp. And it was one that I watched just repeatedly when I was in high school with my best friend and also with my twin sister. And so we got the chance a couple weekends ago to meet and hang out with Felissa Rose, which was such a great joy, not only because we're such huge fans, but because she's such an incredibly lovely human being. And we're so happy to have her on today. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I love the two of you so much. It's <laughs> unbelievable. You are just two of the most lovely, beautiful, exciting, generous, like everything that I could possibly say in, you know, terms of greatness applies Aww. to the two of you. Thank you. Well, right. I feel like we know each other really yes. well. It's weird. <laughs> Right, right back, right back at you. We we did. We had a great time. We had those two, just incredibly positive and well attended events here in Columbus, Ohio. Two different great theaters. We showed the film. You got to meet so many fans. And 
honestly, I, we got to see it up close. For anybody that that thought when you interact with fans, it was, you know, it was it was phony somehow. It was it was manufactured. We got to see close up. It's not. You have so much care and love for your fans. It was great to see. Oh, thank you. I, you know, it's funny because I put a picture up on Instagram today from when I was like three years old, <gasps> and I started thinking about like doing being on the convention circuit why i love it so much and i love it i love it i love travel and i love people but there's something about connecting with the horror community that is unlike anything on the planet and there's a deep goodness and a love obviously for the genre where we all connect and each person i come in contact with is just one more beautiful soul than the next and i feel so grateful the hugs the you know giving of their time to come meet all of us at conventions just warms my heart like nothing in the world i mean obviously my children are my the loves of my life but then coming to these conventions is really second and it's funny, you can tell how much they love to meet you. We had so many people who, I mean, you were invited to someone's wedding. And, you know, <laughs> there were so many people who had traveled a really far distance. We don't want to take credit for these these screenings. It was actually Mike McGrainer and you who put them on. But we were so happy to get to go. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you that I don't know if we remember to ask during the Q&As was back, back you know, when you were a kid, how, how did you get cast in Sleepaway Camp? Uh, like I said, I was in dancing school from a, a really young age because I love to sing and dance. I, I'm terrible, but I just <laughs> loved it. So my mom would continue the lessons. And by the time I was like 10, there was a local New York manager who came by the dancing school and said, hey, we have some professional auditions. If any of the girls would like to partake, come in. And really the first film feature film audition I had was for this horror movie. Um, I was 12 and they wanted a wide eyed and like a, a flat chested little girl who could kind of look vulnerable and hurt. And when I met Robert Hiltzik, the writer director, we immediately hit it off and it seemed like a perfect match. And I was so fortunate to land that role because like I've said before, Sleepaway Camp is really the fabric of my whole entire existence, which I'm very thankful for meeting everyone, meeting my husband, who was like the biggest fan of the <laughs> film. So I say it gave me a life. This movie, this little cheesy, campy, funny, silly 80s film gave me an entire existence. That is such a great story. And why don't you tell it again for people that don't know about how you did come to meet your husband? <laughs> My husband was a, is a huge horror fan and was a big Sleepaway Camp fan when he was a kid. He's seven years younger than I am. And when he first saw it, he his friend brought it over, his neighbor Dave, who's a dear friend of ours, and said, hey, let's watch this movie. And at first they were like, oh, this kind of stinks, the baseball scene. And then <laughs> Darren, my husband, connected with Angela, and he was like, I want to marry that girl. <laughs> and he went on to start a band called CKY, and he put my face from the end of the film on his guitar, on his first CD, Volume 1, on his on his T-shirt in the first episode he was on uh, in the show Jackass. And I saw it and I was like, who is that? And then eventually we became friendly over the internet through emails and he flew out to return to sleepaway camp on the set. And from the moment we met, he was like, hey, can we like have a life together and get married? And <laughs> I said, sure. And I moved <laughs> to California and we got married shortly after that and had our children. We have three kids. That's so amazing. it was uh, crazy. Crazy. That is, that, that, that is that is a great story. Uh, and they lived happily ever after, right? Yes. And here we are 18 years later. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's amazing. You know, you brought up Return to Sleepaway Camp. One of the things 
that somebody asked in all of the QAs that we did was the two in the middle, why it was that you were not the Angela in those two films. So I figure since they kept asking, we should we should cover that ourselves. Well, two and three came, uh, I think it was like 86. And I was a junior in high school. I had the same New York manager. And she was like, oh, they want to read you again for that movie Sleepaway Camp. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And it was a new director, Michael Simpson. And I went to, into Manhattan. I remember I was like 16. And I read for him. And unfortunately, I was so bad because now the times have changed with horror in the late 80s where everything was like that dark comedy. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the humor was infused now in these horror movies that were so great in the late 80s. And I just read and I was awful because I only related to Angela in the first, the shy, awkward, insecure, mm-hmm. hurt Angela. So I didn't do a very good job. And he really had his... I set on Pamela Springsteen, who he knew, and I had just sent in my application to NYU. I really wanted to go to Tisch School of the Arts. That was my first and only choice. I hadn't submitted to any other uh, university, and I got in, fortunately. So we called to see if they would hold my coming to the school that the next year, and they said, no, we can't do that. You'd have to reapply. Mm. So it was kind of a perfect scenario. Pamela was great for him. I went on to school and it just didn't work out. So I, although in hindsight, my husband's like, I can't believe he's still to this day. He's like, how did you not do two or three? (laughs) But it worked out beautifully because she's sensational in that. I don't think I would have been very good. Um, I wasn't funny at all. And I went on to do Return to Sleepaway Camp later on with Robert. So it kind of all had its nice little, you know, circle. Yeah. Seemed like uh, it worked out the way it was meant to work out. Yeah, well, I think so. So, so then you're the the original was in the early '80s, '83, and then you mentioned how times in the mid '80s and beyond uh, changed. So then, when was it? How long was it before you realized what was happening with the original film and it was becoming iconic? And you were just a part. You have you you have become part of the the horror landscape. And how how long did it take to for that really to sink in that there was something going on here? It really wasn't until 2000 with the internet. Um, there's a gentleman named Jeff Hayes who started Sleepaway Camp Movies.com and there was Sleepaway Camp Films.com. And I started seeing all of these websites dedicated to the movie. And it sort of took me by surprise. Like, wow, people remember. That's how, imagine we didn't have the internet. Like, that was so powerful. Right. Back in the movies, you went to the video store, you saw a box, you liked the cover. Now it was like you went on the internet and you saw all of the horror movies that you so dearly loved back in the day. And um, he connected me with Robert Hiltzik, who lived a mile down the street all of these years. I didn't know. We both lived in in Long on Long Island in a little city, and he wanted to make another sleepaway camp. And then we got together. He had a script written. And in 2003, we filmed Return to Sleepaway Camp. So it really became evident that there was this sleepaway camp family on the internet and we, Fangoria had us all come to weekend of Fangoria, you know, the Fangoria weekend of horrors. We went to the Edison hotel in Manhattan, I think maybe 2001. And that's when we realized, wow, people know this movie, but (laughs) all those years later, we really did not know that. And and a lot of people, a lot of the fans of the movie are probably aware there was a, a death in your family recently. Uh, with Desiree Gould passing away. And how how did that affect everybody? Did it really make you stop and think and, and reflect on things? 
It really did. It really, um, well, you know, obviously anytime someone passes, you start reflecting, you start thinking about your own mortality and your own life. And with Sleepaway Camp in particular, because we are a tight-knit family, I immediately uh, went to our text thread where all of the cast is on and we started talking about how amazing her portrayal of that character was and how, what a beautiful soul Desiree Gould was. And um, she was at that weekend. I had done another film with her uh, called Dark Chamber. It was originally under surveillance from my buddy Dave Campfield in New York. And so she and I had a nice little relationship online and we could see each other once in a while. And she was just really the core of Sleepaway Camp. She was the reason I think Sleepaway Camp works because of her incredibly creepy, amazingly over-the-top, wild character of Aunt Martha. Mm-hmm. And then we started feeling like we lost a piece of our of our family and our movie and our life, our history. And you just kind of sit back and that's tough to see that. But I know she's watching over us. She, she was so angelic and beautiful in person and we miss her dearly. It was, it was tough to hear that. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, she really was. I mean, her performance in that movie is just amazing. It, you know, it's really very standout. When we started this, we were talking a little bit about the conventions. Do you get a chance to see a lot of the the family uh, at the conventions? Oh, yes. I do a lot of conventions with Catherine Kami and Jonathan Tiersten. Sometimes Max Sorrentino, who played Little Peter, is there. Karen Fields joins us. Um, Tom Vandell, who played Mike, he he lives in Vegas, so he comes to visit me when I'm whenever I'm doing a Vegas show. He just comes to hang out. Nice. John Dunn played Kenny, is one of my dearest and closest friends. I was just texting with him yesterday. <laughs> I'm shooting a film in his area in September, so we all try to reunite and chat during quarantine. We would jump on Zoom, you know, hangouts and just <laughs> chat, you know, um, just. Because we love each other and we have this history with one another that is forever bonded and we will never forget each other. So it's it's a very strong relationship we have amongst the group. And it just seems like you have just a blast with these conventions and, and, and meeting everybody and you have as much fun as they do. I really recently kind of thought about how... I wonder where I'd be without this beautiful community and all of these amazing friendships I've made really and truly my closest friends in the world I've met on the convention circuit, whether it's people who come just to hang out, guests, friends, vendors, promoters. It's just one big community of love. And it's kind of funny how we love horror movies, but the beautiful part of the conventions is realizing how embracing and how non-judgmental and close this community truly is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure too that most of the people are there for remembrances and for fandom of Sleepaway Camp. But do you get any other? Do you ever get maybe younger people who are there because of your very important role on the Joe Bob Show? You know what? Just recently, I realized at the Houston Horror Film Festival I just got back from last weekend. I think 50% of the people who came to hang out with me at the table were 15 and younger. Wow. I ask them, 
what, you know, you love horror movies? And they said, we love it. And I have, I owe it to James A. Janice, who's dead meat and does a show, Kill Count, on YouTube. Uh, he does the Kill Count show, which is fantastic. And my kids love it. Um, he is the new, like I say, he's the Joe Bob. We we grew up on Joe Bob. Thank goodness for Joe Bob as well. He keeps Sleepaway Camp and certainly my mangled dick expertise <laughs> constantly uh, going. I love Joe Bob and Darcy for all that they do on Shutter on The Last Drive. And, and James A. Janice is bringing to all of the older horror movies to light with this beautiful young generation of people who are finding the old 70s, 80s, even 90s films that we love. That is pretty exciting. Actually, I feel like we should say, so our friend Jamie Ray met you at one of the last two conventions that you went to. He's on the Fave Five from Fans Podcast, and I let him know that we were going to talk to you today, and he was beside himself and said to tell you that he loves you. Oh, I love him. And that's so nice. I mean, all of these beautiful people who have podcasts and review and do YouTube channels, it's amazing how they really have kept independent horror movies alive, older horror movies alive. And we appreciate it. I can speak for all of my friends who have made these great movies. And I'm a fan of Night of the Demons, Friday the 13th, Halloween. Um, it's just extraordinary. And we're so grateful because certainly we love horror movies of today as well. All of the movies that have been created. And we're so fortunate that horror has become certainly loved by all. It's, yeah. As far as I can see, look, Quiet Please 2 and Conjuring 3. I mean, it's all in movie theaters yeah. right now. Oh, it's, it, it is fantastic. It seems somebody was talking to me the other day about, what is it, Halloween? We've got these horror movies coming out all the time now. I said, yeah, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> We're so lucky that it's loved by all. Yeah, so no doubt. One of the things I meant to ask you, too, at, at our events, and I totally forgot, I don't think I have ever come across anyone else named Felissa. What is the inspiration for that <laughs> name? <laughs> I know, I know. You know, it's so funny because even with my husband, when he first met me, he called me Felicia. So it's a big joke. I sign yeah. all my cards. Love, Felicia. <laughs> um, my mom named me Felissa because my dad's mom is from Italy and her name is Philomena. And the the nickname for Philomena in America is Phyllis. So my mom didn't want to name me Phyllis. She thought it was too old fashioned. Mm -hmm. So she kind of made a contemporary version and called me Felissa. And she hadn't heard of that name prior. And I haven't really heard, although there are many Felicis now, um, if you Google the name or you go on Instagram, people have said, oh, there's a lot of Felicis. So um, I'm thrilled if anyone is named Felissa, uh, but I have not heard that name before. <laughs> it is beautiful, but, though. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And talking about modern horror, when, when you were here, we were talking a little bit about, and I hope it's okay to talk about it, actually. Yeah. You have a future film, a film coming up soon. It's called On Set. Is that right? On Location. On Location. Oh, no. Yeah. Because yeah. it had the greatest premise. Oh. Uh, well, I do, I will say the film um, is directed by Jeff Seaman, my friend, who I love. I was introduced to him by my other amazing friend, Damien Maffei. And the cast is extraordinary. Hannah Fearman, Janie Morrow, Elsie Holt, amongst others. Incredible. And the premise, it's really a love letter to horror fans because it is about a group of people who decide to create um, a company 
where they go and take people to locations where horror movies are made. And obviously things happen and craziness ensues. But the cast is brilliant. The story is riveting. And it really, it it takes everyone in. The story takes the audience in because we all want to do that. I know I love <laughs> whenever someone's like, oh, we have to go to that uh, location where, you know, Friday the 13th Part 3 was filmed or, you know, this scream or what have you. So it's really um, a love letter. And we all, I think, kind of relate to what this movie is about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it sounds like a kind of vacation that we would want to take, actually. And you produce as well, right? I'm really, I'm not in it. I just, I'm a producer and I'm so thrilled um, to have been invited by Hannibal and Jeff, the other producers. Um, they invited me and I am very in love with this movie. I was, I recently saw one of the um, assembly cuts and now it's finished and it's beautiful. I'm, Exciting. I'm honored to be a part of it yeah it sounds like one of those premises where you're like i can't believe someone hasn't done this before yeah it's brilliant i know i know it's so great and we really go on this ride with again the cast is so fantastic you love each character certainly you want to see them happy and living (laughs) it's a horror movie so a lot of a lot of craziness happens but yeah and the same group of us Damien Maffei and Elsie created another movie called Time's Up so I'm thrilled for that nice in in watching you again interact with uh, the fans so well over the last uh, couple of weeks I was wondering are you ever afraid that your face is going to freeze that way Um, uh, it probably will, (laughs) um, because it will be on my tombstone or what have you. Um, I say, and I told, I think I told you this, I'm, I will be sad the day people don't ask me to make the face. And sometimes I feel like I push myself on my friends who come to see me because I'm like, Hey, you want me to do the face? You know, they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I do it in, in, uh, all the time. Sometimes to freak my kids out. Um, and it's just such an odd face. And now we're doing this documentary called Angela. And it's something I'd like to ask Robert Hiltzik. He had me make the face when I was actually making the mold for the end scene. So I don't know where the face comes from. I didn't choose it. However, he knew right away that that's what he wanted. And I... Um, people ask all the time, like, why that face? And I, I can only guess that maybe she's looking to the side because she can't, rather he can't, Peter can't face, you know, the counselors, Ronnie and Susie, because of the events that have happened that have taken place. And it's just kind of a primal moment of that growling. So I'd like to ask Robert what he was thinking. After almost 40 years, I really can't even answer why that face was being made at the end. But I, I've heard from so many people, it's really creepy. It's hard for me to judge because it's my face. So I'm like, okay, I hope it's creepy. <laughs> well, no, I think, I think it's the looking off to the side that makes it so creepy. I think so. And it's a kid. It's a yeah, kid's face. Right. So it's like evil but it's a child. So all of those weird components make it really kind of just demonic and, and truly creepy. Yeah. And then for anybody again, that hasn't heard how they came to 
produce that final scene. Now, the the person whose body it was, that was a, a, a local guy who had to have a few drinks? A local young man who was in at, I think, Albany State, that's around the area, and Robert and some of the crew drove around talking to these teenagers, imagine in 1982, asking, hey, can you do this? We need someone this size, this weight, willing to shave their body, uh, small enough to fit into that mask because I was tiny, you know, that little mask was small and it was paper. It was kind of like a potato chip thin. It was very thin paper thin. And he, uh, this one dude said, sure. And he came to set and then realized what he got himself into (laughs) and drank a bottle of Jack and cried in the corner (laughs) stood there frozen so that was a really I remember being there earlier in the night because I had to shoot my part where I was sitting humming the music and the close-ups are really my face so it was a kind of crazy evening and I remember it feeling weird and the crew was kind (laughs) of like oh my god what are we doing but it happened. We know it now. That last scene is certainly embedded in in the sleepaway camp uh, history, and it will forever be uh, a moment of shock, I think. I remember being shocked myself when I first saw the movie. <laughs> well, one of these days, yeah. don't you think he should show up to the conventions? I say he's the star of the movie. <laughs> I wish he would show up. I think that would be so cool Forget about the nudity and whatnot and and the movie. I'd love to hear how he really felt and what he's thinking yeah, yeah. to this day. Yeah, it would be kind of fascinating. Right? What has his life been? Has he ever told anyone? I have a thousand questions for him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, does he have a family? Does he have kids? Do right. they know? Are they freaked out? Has he kept it a secret? Is he weirded out by it? Did he love it? Did he hate that moment? I don't know. Did someone put that close up on a guitar, maybe? <laughs> did, did he get married because that person knew that he was that last scene? I don't so know. many questions. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> All right. Well, where are you going uh, the rest of the year? You got more conventions, more events coming up? Oh, my goodness. I. I feel so silly when I tell people, they're like, what? So I I leave for Mad Monster, Arizona uh, tomorrow. And then right after that, I'm at screenings in Tennessee. And then after that, I'm in Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay Screams. And then right after that, I'm in Oklahoma. And after that, I'm in uh, Scares That Care and Smokey. I do two in one weekend. Wow. Smokey and Comic-Con. And then I do, I'm back to Texas the 7th and 8th of August. And then that brings me to two films mid-August. And then I do Pennsylvania Horror Con third week in August and last weekend in August, I do Seattle Crypticon, and then I go to first weekend, which is Labor Day, brings me to Miami. It's Labor Day weekend, wow. and then there's still more, but I won't bore you with my <laughs> schedule. Well, if we want to catch... I say it because I'm like, I, I think I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we want to catch up with you on uh, your social medias, how can we do that? I post on Instagram all the time, Felissa Rose 123. I'm on Facebook, Felissa Rose Esposito Miller. I'm on Twitter, Felissa underscore Rose. And I love interacting with everyone. And as much as I can, I try to get out there and just, you know, have fun because that's the most important thing. Let's all have a great time together. Yeah. Anybody who is contemplating hitting any of those events that you just mentioned, we we really we can't 
recommend it highly enough. You absolutely make these events just a joy to to attend. And you're such a lovely person with your fans. I know we keep saying it, but it's really the truth. Oh, thank you. And and truthfully, I just want to put this out there. Like, come chat with me. We can just talk about anything, horror movies, life, or just a hug. Like, I that's really important to me, just being around people, feeling like we're in this together. We're coming out of a crazy, what we know, crazy year and a half. Um, so I'm here just to talk. It, it doesn't even have to be about Sleepaway Camp or horror movies. I just love hearing what makes people think tick move uh and get how you're inspired so uh that's really what's important to me and i hope to see the two of you because i really love you so much oh we love you too and we hope to see you as well all right we'll catch up with uh felissa on social media go see her to convention or anywhere you will not regret it we look forward to well we look forward to on location and all the other projects and we just we cannot thank you enough for taking the time we're so glad to have you here on the fright club I can't thank you enough. Thanks for having me. I love you. Love you. Thank you. Okay, as we said, looking ahead to next time, we're going to be back. We do know that in front of the live audience at Gateway Film Center in Columbus, Ohio, and that's going to be July 14th. We're not 100% sure what we're going to show, as you said earlier, because it turns out that all the films that I've asked for are in between distributors because we always go for some obscure movies, but we are going to come up with something good soon and let you know as soon as we have it. Okay. Again, you can always check it out on Fright Club Pod on Twitter, the Fright Club Podcast Facebook group. Love to have you if you're not already a member. And of course, you can always catch up with us at madwolf.com, the main website, and Madwolf Columbus on Facebook and Instagram. That covers all the uh, social media bases. Cannot thank Felissa Rose enough. It was a blast. Well worthy of that bonus Fright Club content. And uh, keep in touch if you can. Until next time, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And this is the Fright Club Podcast. Felissa, take us out. Hey, it's Felissa Rose. And stay frightful, my friends. <laughs> Yay! That was, that was the best one yet. It was.